The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Thanks for tuning in to Brothers on Law on Go Country 105. I'm Larry Mandel. And I'm Rob Mandel. And we've been trial attorneys here in Los Angeles for over 40 years. On our show, we will discuss current events, talk about legal issues, and have some very entertaining guests stop by. So stay tuned every week for Brothers on Law right here on Go Country 105. Welcome, everyone. I'm Larry Mandel. And I'm Rob Mandel. And we are the Brothers on Law Show. Indeed. And you know, Larry, uh, you put two kids through college, right? I sure did. So did I. And, uh, you know, that was kind of a, a big roller coaster ride for for me. How, oh, yeah. how about for you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, me it's too. so competitive out there. And, of course, as parents, we want to do everything we can to give uh, our kids this competitive edge for college admissions, and it right. can be, you know... Really Get them into a nice else. school, a school yeah. that they want to go but to. But last year, you know, our country was rocked by that national college scandal that had parents, uh, local celebrities even, breaking the law to get their uh, their kids into these tier one colleges. So what can parents do to give their kid that edge without breaking the rules? That's, that's a, the question. Did, that's is, a good is, question. Is there an ethical way of, you know, getting an edge without, you know... Uh, doing something wrong. Yeah, well, according to educational psychologist and founder of Brain Matters, Dr. Terry Lindsay, brain optimization and cognitive training can vastly improve a child's scholastic performance and increase college entrance exam results, SAT and ACT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was that? Brain what was that word you used? Uh, I don't know. Optimization? Optimization. Optimization. Thank you, Rob. Well, guess what? Yes. Guess what is right. Guess what? We have... Go ahead, Larry. You want to? We tell. have Dr. Terry Lindsay with us today. No kidding. Yeah, there she is, right there. <laughs> oh, I like it. Hello, Hi, hello, Dr. Lindsay. How are Dr. you, Dr. Lindsay? Hi, guys. Good morning. Hi, it's good to be here. So, what is? I'm going to try this word again. What is brain optimization and cognitive training? Yeah. Okay. So, brain optimization is training the brain exactly the way an athlete would train for excellence. Okay? Oh, wow. All right, so let's say tennis, for example, okay? And I played a lot you of You played tennis? tennis? Oh, great. Oh, yeah, a lot. So in tennis, you know you need a forehand, a backhand, and a serve, right? Okay, so those are the fundamental skills to be successful. Well, in learning, there are fundamental skills that they need to be successful. So attention, right? That's a secret sauce for learning auditory processing, how you take in what you hear, Right, visual processing speed really important in reading. Okay, and then memory, you know, self-explanatory, and executive functioning skills. Those executive functioning skills are that frontal lobe. Oh that, yeah, that, right. That doesn't mature until about twenty-eight. Right. So if even one of those skills isn't working well, then learning becomes hard. And if it's hard, then they don't want to do it. Right. Right? right, and and they can't perform up to their potential, even if they're really bright. So, how do we go through each one of those categories to help our ourselves and become more optimized? 
Well, I, I, I definitely need some optimization. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why t uh, Dr. Lindsay's here today, yeah. Rob. Well, I want to. It's all for you. Want to get optimized, but we're talking about college-age kids. So, how, yeah. how do you do that for them? Well, we can do it from age six and up. So oh, okay. all the way through. So all all uh, educational yes. age kids. Yes. Okay. So neuroplasticity means the brain's ability to change as a result of experiencing something, okay? So that's the good news and the bad news. So we want to make sure that we're hardwiring what is going to move us in the direction of our goals, right? And so we do activities that hardwire certain things that bring us to visual processing speed or auditory processing attention, those kinds of things. And that's what we mean by optimization. So just like an athlete repeats something over and over, and then as soon as they master it, they add another level of difficulty. That's exactly how the brain trains. So muscles and brains trains exactly the same way. Wow, that's mm. fascinating. Do, is this a program on the internet that the, or do you do it in person? How does this work? No, it turns out you have to actually do the thing that you want to get better at, okay? And, and computers, I, I love computers. Sense. Yeah. But computer programs for brain training don't transfer into the classroom. And I always tell parents, if everything could be done on a computer, then Olympic athletes would train on Wii. Uh, right. Right, right. So this is pencil to paper. This is, uh, we're timing everything they're doing. We're desensitizing them to the pressure of being timed or the pressure of test taking, which is really important for kids because we don't always prepare them for that. Yeah, uh, do, do you sense. think schools have kind of dropped the ball in that regard? Because I, I remember when I was a kid, we had a lot of time test. You know, we, we were, that, that was kind of like from day one. Uh, you were under that kind of pressure. But maybe they don't do that anymore. And you know, I don't know if they've dropped the ball or if some schools just don't know that. Uh, I think coaches have known this forever, right? Coaches have known that we make the practice harder than the game so that when they get into performance, they actually excel, right? right. But I don't know um, that we do that for our students for test-taking. And I tell parents all the time, our kids are smarter than they've ever been and less prepared for pressure. Wow. So that so makes so much sense when I look at my kids. Is this a course yeah. that you take, and how long is the course? It takes 20 hours to retrain the brain. Isn't that crazy? 20 hours to retrain it. Okay, Rob, we got 20 hours 20, on you. 20 hours, man, that sounds pretty good. Actually, I, I don't mean, know if I can handle 20 hours with you, though. Well, I mean, you don't have to do it with me, but <laughs> but 20 hours, now, are you talking about 20 hours straight, or two hours here, two hours there, that kind of thing? Um, to be most effective, it has to be at least four hours a week, kind of okay. like going to the gym. If you went right. to the gym once a week... You see a little bit of change, but not much, right? So it takes a long time. So you need four hours. We do them in summer brain labs uh, at Stanford and UCLA and a lot of other different schools. And in those, we do it five days, the five days a week for four hours during the day. People fly in from India and China and everywhere to do the brain labs. So no it really doesn't matter if we do it in one week's time or if we spread it out over time. Kids are going right into school. They're using that processing speed and their attention and all those things. So it's like an athlete going into season. Now, if you all did it, 
we'd have to maintain it. But for kids, they're using all those things in their brain. And so uh, they don't have to maintain it. When you say maintain it, yeah, what do you mean? Maintain it. Well, so if you did um, the brain cards, brain uh, categorization, or some of the other things that we do, and we got your processing speed up to where it was faster, right? Well, you'd need to do something to maintain that because you're not going to school that I I know of, right? right? Yeah. And so that's the, that's the difference because parents will say to me, well, do we need to maintain this? I mean, how does it, you know, how does it stick? Well, it sticks because kids are in school and they're using it every day. They're using your process. They're using the process. They're using processing speed. They're using their attention. They're using all those things that we don't, as adults, use quite so much anymore. But your course gives them the tools to then apply to their own education? Absolutely. And that, and see. it transfers into the classroom, which is what is different about online training and the Brain Matters program because we do pencil to paper and kids still have to do pencil to paper in the classroom. I see you have some cards with you. What are those cards all about? Oh, these are the brain cards. The kids love these cards. So there was tons of research out there um, long before I started this program that um, card categorization speeds up your visual processing speed. So these cards have different colors, different shapes, different numbers, and then random pictures on them, right? Right. And then numbers. So if you um, categorize these as quickly as possible, right, and then I make you pick them up and shuffle them, and then now you've got to put them in uh, colors the next time and shapes the next time. And so cognitive flexibility comes into play. You have to sustain your attention to do them. I'm timing you. And I might say, Rob, you have 42 seconds. Larry, you have to beat 55 seconds. And then you've got to work as hard as you can to beat those times. Why, why is he getting more time than I am? Because I'm older. Oh. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Okay. All right. You probably give him like five minutes then. I'll take it. Yeah. That's so. great. All right, so that that is cool. Let, let's I, I want to describe these because um, these are so cool. So we have like a one that has B four on it with like diamonds or like sideways maybe parallelograms, and then another one three D with uh, uh, four squares on it, and so on and so on and so forth, and all kinds of different numbers and shapes and, and so colors. Then, and colors. And so you would tell the the student to categorize them in different ways. Yes. So do it by number, do it by color, do it by shape. Yes. And and then and then you're putting them under pressure to do that and that's like a whole brain that's like a a, a, a bicep move for your brain. Absolutely. Right? And yeah. they're having to perform and if they're in a brain lab, they're doing this while seven other students are doing it at the same time. So even though they're competing uh, against their own brain and their own time, they can still see the guy next to them that's going faster or yeah. slower. So right? you're at, like you're at the gym watching somebody on the treadmill next to you. Right. So yeah. there's this unconscious like, man, I better speed up a little bit kind of thing going on, which is oh. great. We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the brothers-in-law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. Hey, if you missed any part of this show or you just want to hear it again, go to brothersonlaw.com for all of our previous shows and all things Brothers on Law. How does this differ then? Like, okay, I'm going to take a SAT prep course. 
you know, that's all I need. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that, I think that's been the traditional thinking. Just get in that SAT prep course or mm -hmm. something, college entrance exam prep course. How does it differ than what you're doing? Well, that's a great question. So the prep course is content, right? right. How to take mm -hmm. the SAT and ACT and strategies and content. Our program speeds them up so that they can actually perform to their potential. I mean, kids say all the time, man, I knew those answers, but I couldn't read fast enough to get through it, right? right? So and it's your brain exercise. So we're, we're speeding them up and giving, that op giving them that opportunity to perform to the potential. And research tells us that higher functioning students need more time because they're going to work through the problem, right? Ah. Yeah, other others may think just about guess. it too much, maybe <laughs> overthink <laughs> right. it a little bit. Exactly. So yeah. what we do? So right now the research is telling us the best way to do well on the SAT or the ACT is to take a content course and then to do a brain training course. Uh, last summer we had someone raise their SATs so much higher that the mom called me about four months later and asked me for a letter because they had flagged him for cheating. Oh, my wow. God. And so we had to tell them. Uh, I told them, of course, I'll write you a letter if you'll write me a testimonial. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Sweet. So this is the ethical edge for people. It is an ethical yeah. alternative. The kids are doing all the work. They're growing their brains. And uh, they're really confident and proud when they're finished. And um, we're also you know, plugging in growth mindset and grit and all of those things that our kids need. These so days. It, it's pressure, I get it, but is it also fun to go through the course? It's so much fun. The and kids how, tell how me that all the fun? time. It's fun because we have the brain cards, we have balance boards. When they're doing some of the things, they're having to be up on balance boards with uh, bean bags, and we're going from one to the next to the next. They're having to beat their times. When the young kids beat their times, of course, they, they get candy at the end. I, I tell parents, I, I've tried to get them to beat their times for a granola bar, but I can't, so... You're going to have to take care of the dentist. I'm taking care of the brain. But um, And the kids love the program. They they honestly do. I've had parents say to me, I thought he would be upset about going every day, even the high school kids. So, well, I think if you're yeah. to, uh, working that brain and it, and things are now snapping into yeah. place easier and you're, you're feeling more confident, I mean, that's got to be, you know. Uh, uh, you feel that and, reward. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, you're feeling it. But you know, I had a question for you. Going back, you said you had labs set up at um, Stanford and some other schools. So are you doing this in conjunction with specific colleges? Well, we had to jump through some hoops to get into those colleges, of I course. See. We had to have our clinical trials, which we've had, uh, to make sure the program is uh, you mm -hmm. know, legitimate and those kinds of things. So once you've jumped through certain hoops, then a college will let you have the program on their campus. All right. So you, so is this exclusively a campus-based program, or can someone just say, "I want, I don't know what campus I want to vie for," so I'm going to just get a hold of Brain Matters and and you know figure out how to how how I get into. See That's them. a great question. So there's several ways that they can experience the program. They could call me directly and ask for private sessions. They could uh, call me and ask for uh, to enroll in a brain lab, okay? Or they could, if they're in Orange County or on the East Coast or wherever they are, then they could uh, call me and uh, sign up for some, with someone with my team, 
You know, okay. I have, I have uh, people that work for me. And then there's also schools that have the program in their actual curriculum now. So they oh, can nice. actually do that too. You know, the, I think the the biggest thing that I want love to see is that more kids get the exposed to the program because it's fun. It really helps them. And I think the thing that we're wanting to do with our kids is make them lifelong learners, right? Mm-hmm. Have them enjoy reading and maybe put that phone down occasionally and pick up a book or something like that. That would be a good thing. And so you've seen changes for like even a six-year-old when you go through the program? How do you measure that change? Well, I I use a cognitive test at the beginning to have a baseline. And then at the end, I retest those subtests so the parents can actually see the process. But the student is already feeling it by then. Yeah. Parents will report back to me and teachers report back to me. So we're in constant uh, contact about the progress. And it, it's, it's pretty much a game changer. It's amazing to and watch. And this is across the board for all different types of disciplines, like what, learning a foreign language and, and things of that nature? Well, the, the, I would say that uh, what gravitates most to me are kids that have dyslexia, uh, ADHD, uh, kids who have test-taking anxiety, uh, students who want to raise their SAT or ACT, uh, concussions, students who student athletes who've had a concussion. Um, we've even had some uh, kids who've had or people who've had uh, brain tumor and they've had chemo fog and we've had them go through the program for that and it's right. been yeah. really well. And yeah, that's because a segue what we, to uh, our our cases that we handle. I was just going to say that, you know, obviously what we deal with is uh, folks who have had brain injury. Sometimes it's something as mild as a simple concussion all the way up to where they're, they're barely functioning. But, but these tools help a lot of those folks as well, right? These same tools. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, and, might, it might be more, there might be more hours involved depending on what's going on with them. Uh, we kind of we kind of tailor it to the brain that comes in, so to speak. Right, right. Because I know a lot of our clients have gone through like a speech who are uh, injured, have a traumatic brain injury. They go through like a speech therapy program. Yes, so, but I mean, I think speech and, therapy is part of cognitive training. Yeah, I think so too. It is, is. It and and you know, it's very much like training a stroke, you know, stroke victim in that you take away their strength. And you work in the areas of their weakness until their weaknesses come back up. And that's basically what what you're doing. Have you suffered or been injured by someone else's negligence? When you need a legal team that will stand up for what is right, won't give up the fight and obtain justice, call 818-886-6600. Mandel Trial Lawyers specializes in personal injury cases of all types. Whether it's a car accident, product or premises liability, dog bite, or a catastrophic injury, Mandel Trial Lawyers are there for you when the fight is worth it. Call now for your free consultation, 818-886-6600. Let the scales of justice tip in your favor. In terms of uh, someone with like ADHD, which, you know, it seems to be a very prevalent thing. Maybe it's overdiagnosed. I don't know. But it seems like a lot of kids have that. How does something like this help a kid like that and get them on that, you know, learning path? Well, so we have activities, uh, something called focus figures, where they have to actually 
focus and we start them out focusing for seven minutes on these shapes that they have to draw and it's kind of hard to explain but anyway they they're they have to focus on these shapes and um they're they're drawing the shapes and they're just hard enough to challenge them but not so hard that pushes them over the edge which is what the brain likes and so by the time they finish the program they're actually focusing on those for 20 straight minutes so you have to start small with attention and then increase it so that then they can sustain their attention even the brain cards work on sustaining that attention because that's a big deck of cards and they have to really you know they have to stay with it until they're finished so that you know basically and there are tons of drills that focus right on attention and that that that, do you think that's harder and harder for kids to do and get out of that that uh attention deficit thing uh, because of the iPhones and all the other electronics that were diverted with? What do you think? I think kids have so much difficulty attending, you know, because there are so many things out there yeah. for to take their attention away. Yeah, right. yeah I, absolutely. Whether it's an iPhone or, you know, whatever's going on in school, I, I just think they have a lot of distractions. And if they're not practicing paying attention, then they're not going to hardwire that in their brain. And that's what's important. We have to hardwire that before they can actually sustain their attention. So you see uh, a child with uh, attention deficit uh, condition and you've seen the improvement where they've you, you just see this stark difference as far as their attention span yes a lot of them come over the summer to the brain labs to actually wean themselves off of their meds wow well, that's amazing yeah that's, that's yeah. really important so um well you know uh dr terry Lindsay, we really want to thank you for coming on the show today so tell us how how people can f- find your program and find you well, they can look. Uh, they can go on our website, which is Brain Matters with a Z, brainmatters.com, and they can submit a form, and we usually get back with them within ten to twelve hours. We'll we'll get back with people right away. Okay. So, uh, Rob, I think it's time to share a fun fact of the day. All right, we'll try and exercise Dr. Lindsay's brain here. Uh oh. Uh oh. Let's yeah. see what uh, yeah. our producer Cam has found for us today. If California were a country. It would have the eighth largest economy in the world, beating out Italy, Russia, and India. Now, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That is crazy. How are we exercising a brain by that? We're just... We're not. All right. No, that's that, that is a fun, a fun fact. fact. Okay. Yeah. But, that's but amazing. How about this? How about this, Dr. Go for this one, Rob. Okay. Um, we have a true or false. And uh, what do you think? This Now, this is a law, okay? Or it's not. True or false. Okay. In Ohio... It is legal to get a fish drunk. Where do you come up with this stuff, Cam? <laughs> legal to get a fish drunk? Gosh, I In Ohio. have no idea, but it's Ohio, so I'm going to say maybe yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't say. know. And I guess I don't even care. <laughs> maybe the fish, yeah. maybe the fish yeah. tastes better. Well, it's I'd false. say it's false. Yeah. It's okay. False. <laughs> it's, so it's illegal to get a fish drunk. What, well, who's getting fish drunk? How do you even get a fish drunk? I think I don't think a fish can get drunk, Cam. I think it just would just I, uh, leave it, it be, it would, Rob. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't, it's we need now, to get another lo- uh, uh, of true or false on that one. <laughs> it's yeah. now for the Rob report. Well, speaking of getting drunk, um, we, uh, you know, a lot of us think that if you're under the influence uh, and something bad happens to you because someone else was. 
uh, negligent or careless or thoughtless, that you're you're just out of luck. You are drinking, and and that's the end of the story. But I've had a few instances where that's clearly not the case. The most recent one where it was this gentleman who had been drinking and he wandered onto this uh, loading dock where um, it was a part of a restaurant complex. And it's this is a kind of a gut-wrenching story for me because I, I fell in love with the, the family. And uh, because uh, this gentleman was... Um, talking to people on the dock they were interacting with him they they um realized that uh, or they knew that the the loading dock came right up from where the bathrooms were where the seating for the restaurant was it was like nothing to keep someone from going there and they were serving alcohol in this restaurant so um but the the long and the short of it was that he stepped off the loading dock uh and and didn't make it and so um, we took that case uh, and we took it almost to trial and we were finally able to resolve it for that family and get them some justice. And uh, it sticks out in my mind only because um, they were constantly telling me, oh, you know, he was drunk. And he, you know, they were trying to make this big deal about that. But um, we also realized that they were terribly negligent. They had they had, uh, changed the... Uh, what's the configuration of this dock uh, against what the city had approved for them. They had a a walkway that just kind of disappeared into where this gentleman fell off. And so uh, even though he had been drinking, he was able to get justice. Right. And so, you know, um, uh, uh, sometimes there's comparative fault, of course, but just because... You know, you're impaired and you could be impaired for many reasons. You could be impaired because of uh, a physical handicap or um, some kind of um, mental disorder, you know. And it doesn't mean you won't get justice. It doesn't mean you won't get justice. So it's it's a good thing to to know that uh, our legal system does have an element of fairness and ethics to it as well. Good for you, Rob. Yeah. Good job. Anyway, do we have time for the Mandel message box? Hi, I'm Rosanna from Los Angeles. Uh, I did a photography job for a woman and she paid half the job up front and the other half of the balance was to be paid after I gave her the final photos. I'd given her the invoice when I started the job, but she said she didn't like the photos and refused to give me the balance. I'm still in possession of the photos, but I never got paid. Do I have a case to take her to a small claims court? So Rosanna from Los Angeles messaged us. Rosanna gave... Um, she did uh, the photography. She job. did the photography. Right. Right. And um, But she never got paid. She, she did the photography for the people. Well, she got paid ha- half up front. Right, and then half. The, um, and she's got the like photos. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think she did the job. I mean, if the customer didn't like them, she could have, you know, altered them and made changes to satisfy her. She did the job. And unless it was done below the standard of care, she she's owed the money. She's going to have to go to small claims to get it. Probably. It's a tough one because then the, the other people are going to say, hey, they, they didn't do it the right way. We, we told them to do it. They, they didn't live up to it. Oh, boy. You know, and around and around it goes. But I think... 
you know, uh, if she feels, if Rosanna feels, look, I did great work here, and here's my work, and I have the product, and they and I'm ready to deliver the product, but they they got to pay me the rest of the money first. I think she's got a pretty good shot. I mean, you can tell. You look at the photo; if it looks professional, then I think she's got a righteous case. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's about time to wrap it up and say our goodbyes until next Saturday. And we want to thank Dr. Terry Lindsay for coming in and sharing this Saturday morning with us. Thank you so much for having me. We really appreciate it. It's fascinating. And we, we could keep talking about this, you know, on and on because it is so relevant in light of the, the spotlight that's been uh, shined on these uh, uh, college uh, entrance exams. And it is tough. But like I, like you were saying, you know, that competitive edge, just to get that brain working, is so important. This is yeah. a legitimate alternative. Right. So listeners, take heed. Right. So if you've missed any part of this show or would like to hear our previous shows, go to YouTube, brothersonlaw.com, or you can listen to us on iTunes and Podbean. We want to thank you for listening. If you have a legal question or a show topic, we'd love to hear from you. Message us on Instagram or Facebook at Brothers on Law. If you have a legal matter that you need representation for, call us for a free consultation at uh, 800-310-7113 and tell us that you heard us on Go Country 105. That's 800-310-7113. And we do look forward to hearing from you next week uh, and being here for you Saturday at 8 a.m. on Go Country. And remember, let the scales of justice tip in your favor. The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice.